Today's show is brought to you by Organifi, the best tasting green blend on the market. They're cold processed, guys, to retain all of the nutrients. And if you're looking to fill all the nutritional gaps and buffer out that new stress that your body has to deal with on a daily basis, check out Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and use the promo code SUCCESS to save 20% on your order. And now to today's show. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am, and I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast, I'm your host CJ. Joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. On the ones and the twos, what's happening? And Dr. Douglas Thomas, what's going on? Uh, my mic sounds nice. Check one. Uh, it feels good to have just the three amigos back on the podcast. That's right. A little more comfortable. Just a tad. Yo, I don't know if we've ever had the type of uh, reaction that we had to last week's podcast yeah, that buzz. we got. Yeah, I'm talking buzz. about emails, phone calls, texts. Oh, my next Everybody neighbor, has something Erica to say. Erica was on it. Erica was that's the best ever. I'm like, Eric, we did 99-some uh, episodes, and that was the best one ever. Hey, my mother yesterday, see, my mother sat and listened to the whole, I'm like, yo, it's two hours long. She just went in a corner, put the speaker, it was loud. I thought you was in the house, E. That's how loud it was, because I was in the office, and I'm like, yo, who are you talking to? I walk outside, she got the podcast blazing. Wow. They out there <laughs> cracking up. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, wow, yeah, no, nah, people love that episode, man. Yeah, even though Carl got off easy and his wife was on injured reserve, you know (laughs) what I'm saying? (laughs) Got off easy, but no, man, it was uh, was a risk, a calculated risk, and uh, I'm not sure how it went, to be honest. I don't know if y'all think higher of us or or lower or whatever it is, but um, don't say that we didn't uh, at least try to be transparent. So, yeah, we we back, man. So how was y'all weekend, man? How y'all feeling? Oh man, fired up. My um I said it on the Facebook live, but for those that didn't get a hold of it, my brother, uh my mom was with him, his two daughters and his kids are right around the same age as my kids. They literally drove right from Mobile, Alabama like 15, 16 hours, drove all night, knocked mm-hmm. on my door Wednesday morning and just we didn't know. They just I just opened the door like, "Who's this?" Oh, wow. and boom, and his whole family just standing up like, "Wow." So the good thing is they're still here. Like they just spent like two weeks with us, just chilling. So just just enjoying the family, man. Beautiful. That's time. when and, you love and, your family. It's some people that oh, their no, family no. popped up for two right. weeks. You know what I'm saying? It Whoa. might have been a different reaction. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, when we, y'all leave. We, we good, man. Just having fun. Just the kids, man. Just watching the kids. And it's see you. You understand. You could tell that my, my Jordan especially is getting a little more mature. Him and his cousin. She's like mm-hmm. three, four months older than him. They right. ain't fight this time, none. Like, they ain't fight no more. Like, they're playing together now. You know, before it was, mm. no, it's mine. Give me that back. It's mine. No, this time they're playing together, man. So just watching right. them, just enjoying that family time, man. So just, yeah. yeah. Good. And yeah. we've been having sun in Michigan the last couple of days. Like, I'm outside walking again. 62 yep. degrees yeah, yesterday. It's crazy. So yep. everything oh, wow. good on this That's end. That's nice. Yeah, yep. that's nice. Ian, uh, I know you did the empty nest at Thanksgiving. You had, we saw you on the gram. It looked like you and the wife was just sitting there listening to old school R&B cooking. Hey, but y'all did come off the vegan boy though. Just for that. If only for one night. Look to set up only for one night. 
Y'all know my wife, if she could come off of it for good, she would. So, <laughs> oh, um, no doubt. She, Pops had the dressing. Let me say this. Before you start, Pops was pulling people off their vegan diet for the dressing. With the dressing, Sko, no doubt. Sko been a vegan since I met him. Sko came off the, the vegan boy so sweet that day on Ooh. the dressing. Oh, Sko was hitting the dressing like it was going out of style. I said, hey. Sko, you know it's chicken in that. Oh, Sko said he don't care. Sko, hey, and, and Sko was doing it. Man, man, shout out to Sko. I ain't yeah, never seen this. Yeah, legit, Sko's, legit. Yeah, Sko's um, roommate, I don't even know what it was called. It was actually Jay's roommate. But it was Skull's boy, but he has some rare disease that he just picked up his like sophomore year in yeah. college where he can't eat anything. And um, he actually had to drop out, Carl. I don't know if you know. Oh, it. I didn't know that. Yeah, he had to drop out of uh, Michigan State. Um, and he went vegan because he changed his diet because at one point, man, all he could eat was bananas, I think. Mm. That was the only thing he wasn't allergic to. And Skull literally went on the vegan diet to support him. You know, mm. um, and so I don't know where a little man is today. I'm not really sure where he came off the vegan diet to support me because yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> we was getting it in together. Yeah, I don't know where he is, but I, you know, I, where were we, Carl? We had an event at the school. Pops brought the dressing to the school. I'm like, I'm good. I'm not eating it. Told my wife, we're not eating it. We go ask him to see if he can do it with our chicken. My wife was like, please, this is Thanksgiving. We smashing. Um, but yeah, we had a man, we had, I mean, we had Jamie brought over food. Um, who else? Um, Crystal brought over food. We ain't really cook like that, man. We smashed. But on Sunday, when my girl picked up them two pounds, she's like, I am not doing this again. I will not be doing this for Christmas. So we're going <laughs> to wait till Christmas to see. Sounds good, Carl, to say it on the day no of doubt. Thanksgiving. No doubt. We'll see on Christmas if she, uh, Cause pops make it again for Christmas, so we're gonna uh, see what she say. Man, no, we had a good time too, man. We had um, uh, Joffrey and his wife. Y'all know Joff. He, him and yeah, his wife yeah, and his family yeah. came through, man. That was great. Of course, Jalen and his girlfriend were here with us, so that was a blessing. Uh, Jay brought the pies through. Uh, he okay. picked up some pies. Oh, he and, picked them up. Yeah, I thought yeah, you oh, he picked he them up. He ain't make none now. Oh, no, okay, no, no. Okay, but right. they was fire though. And then uh, one of the kids from the Georgia Tech basketball team didn't have anywhere to eat, so he came through and ate with us. Um, and so, no, nah, it was it was good, man. We had a really good time. Sko and his girl was here as well. So, um, you know, Can it was weird. Like, Candace and I was like, whoa, like, we like the the, the elder citizens. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no I'm not used to being like, you know what I'm saying? I'm used to my mom and dad or somebody being around. So, uh, we like half catered, half made some stuff. So... Uh, it was great though, man. We ate good, but I'm with D. Did D. you take the dress into Atlanta though? Oh, I definitely took the dress. Oh, you know, Atlanta, you, right? yeah, you ain't got to ask that. I didn't know how that. that worked though, because you had left so many days before. Yeah, you ain't I didn't know ask. it was gonna work out. Oh, come on, bro. We had I had that thing on the plane like a kid cocaine. You know what I'm saying? I had it wrapped tight. I was oh, I was getting it in. Uh, but no, I came down, man. We hit the dressing off smooth. I, I guess here go my problem though. You never quite know when to cut it. It's like, okay, what's the, because Friday you wake up, you're hitting dressing. Saturday you wake up, you hit a little bit. I'm like, yo, it's like never ending. So I, uh, yeah, I'm with D. I looked at myself on Saturday morning and was like, yep, you gained a whole nother you over the last few days. You probably need to go ahead and slow down. <laughs> Man, so yeah, I, I had I to slow it down, you. bro. 
I've, I had I to slow so it down. Bro, a, what I is it about getting older, though? I keep telling you, you got to explain this to me. When I was young, bro, I promise you, you the could bounce eat, back was easy. Oh, the bounce, the bounce back was easy. Back. <laughs> I ate a piece of pie. I literally could see the pie stick to my side. Yeah, I was crazy. like, "Yep, there it go, right there." Yeah. <laughs> I saw a crust just right along my midsection. And I'm saying, and and I had you got to be careful though, see, because when you look at those you know, older people who like Scrooges and you look at them when you was long, younger, like why they so, but see, I get it now. Mm. They don't want to go off of their hookup because they understand <laughs> that when you come off of it, you uh-huh. can't necessarily just go back on it like that. You know, so I found myself, see again, is my wife being happy or is uh, me holding on to my principles, which I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, so I just had to get up in the morning, man. I was downstairs. I mean, bro, I was like, E, there's no day off. You got to hit the, you got to run more miles than you've run in the last. And this was going to be my week off. I was like, we're going to do vegan. I'm going to take a week off from working out. Bro, I was downstairs mm-hmm. walking, running, walking, running. But I will say this, bro, man, you talk, matter of fact, uh, little Jordan, I don't know, you know, Jordan from uh, Oakland. Um, Jordan, I think it's Mappa. Jordan came down for, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He came down for church and he got baptized. I was blessed to baptize him. So he came to service. We spent, uh, spent, you know, the holidays together, if you will. He came Friday because I told him like, yo, you know, Didi shared me so much during the year that I'm going to chill out on actual Thanksgiving. So he came up on Friday, had a phenomenal time, but he was talking to him. He's like, yo, E, Didi look like she glowing. And I was like, yeah, bro, she is. You know what I'm saying? It's that dressing. Yeah, it's that dressing. She, get, she, get, she getting her way. She having her way. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I promise you, That dressing gave you the glow like Bruce Leroy. Oh, I'm talking about Bruce Leroy. And so, man, it was, um, yeah, it, just was a, it was just a blessing, man, to, you know, like I said, come off. Uh, I stayed up late. I was up. Man, I watched, um, what's the name of that car? What was that called? Netflix, bro. I ain't oh, never yeah. watched Netflix, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, because y'all got the TV. Yeah, y'all finally got, he got like an 85-inch yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. Something crazy. Hey, oh, now I got man. a smart TV. He, he called me a couple weeks ago like, hey, what's the best red box out? I said, you know red saying? box? <laughs> Where they do that at? I was like, is this, is this 2007? Yeah, when he said I could watch it on my TV, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Uh, what kind of cords do you need for that? You know, and she was like, you don't no, need no a cord. smart TV. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't got that. My TV ain't smart. I bought it 10 years ago. My TV remedial. <laughs> I got remedial TV. <laughs> I bought that joint 10 years ago. And I don't know, I think we probably said it on the podcast, but uh, Diddy went somewhere and spent $100 and won a 75-inch TV. And then Diddy went and paid, what's the name of those guys? Um, Geek Squad. She paid him over $600 to install it. They forgot that they were supposed to install it, didn't put it in the system fixed it and was like, yo, you know what? While we're fixing it, we just found out your TV that they gave you went down 600 and something dollars, so the installation is free. So uh, I was up, man. Don't laugh. Wait, what happened? Bruh, won a TV. They but the TV was broke? No, the TV wasn't nothing wrong with the TV. TV was great. They just said to us, we $600 something back because I guess it went on sale from the time whatever store bought it and gave it away, they was like it went on sale. So they gave us, um, when we got it installed. Oh, you said Geek Squad, what? They charged $600 to hang a TV on the wall? Oh yeah, bro. Oh yeah, Geek Squad, yeah, $600, bro. Yeah, you bet. Hey, for those of you out there who are looking for a skill, learn how to hang a TV. Oh, <laughs> for real? No learn doubt. hang a TV on the wall, yeah, $600. Nah. For, and I think it was 600 for Carl, um, for the piece, which was about two 
and some change, and then they probably charge about close to three, four hundred dollars to put it up. Yeah, y'all had that uh that that analog cord. Y'all had to upgrade that too. <laughs> you know that analog saying? cord. That basic yeah. that basic cable that cord. Beta. You had to get we an had that HDMI cord, cable. Carl. We had that beta cord. Oh, I'm y'all! Still, I'm talking school. about a, a, a high def TV with low def cable. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so what, what did y'all watch on Netflix? It was some like comics. So it was like a comedy series. Yeah, it mm. was a comedy series. So I don't remember the name of it. Hilarious, though. Nonetheless, y'all know I love comedy. I always thought if I didn't go into teaching, that I would be a comic. So um, I, I love, I love stand up. But it was some stand up uh, hookup. It was pretty funny. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Well, yeah, no, I'm, 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 my Thanksgiving was great, man. We hope everybody out there had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you didn't get stuck in the group uh, text. I, I hate, I hate, <laughs> I just hate it, bro. Like, I got stuck in, I'm still in it. I'm still in it. Here, what, what's today? Wednesday. Almost a week out. I'm still stuck in the group text. I know you can hide the alerts. I don't care. I want to be out of the group. I hate group texts like my wife hate group dating. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. it is ridiculous. So I don't know, man. I'm like, if I if I could literally shut my phone off to all group texts, I would because even y'all, y'all be group texting too oh, much. No doubt. I, I, you know, I don't <laughs> no answer. Y'all, if you hit me on a group text, I'm not answering. I just assume it's not for me. I sit there with the one. We got one of them that's got like eight people on it. Bruh, I turn my head away for two seconds, come back, there's 53 text messages in there. I'm like, I'm not getting ready to read this. So I still, uh, and, maybe and you for know what? New Year's. Before, before we did the assessment, I, that was weird to me. I was like, why are people <laughs> having a problem with group text? Like, it just didn't make sense to me. It's like, it's not like they jumping out on you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's still your phone and you can decide what to whatever. But then we did the assessment and they showed flamingos are never alone. I was like, oh, that's why it don't bother me. For the, I got it now. But I, I, I'm literally, legitimately, when they were talking about group text before and how much it bothers them, and um, uh, what is it, group me on a computer that is just a whole bunch of messages coming. I just was like, yo, what? I'm not understanding. Like, what? Oh, what's I can't really stand going? it, bro. Yeah. But when you see the assessment, it's about 25 flamingos. Oh, you know, the gorilla is by itself. You know, the Flamingo got 20 of them with it. So I'm oh, like, it makes sense now. By his, yeah. oh, I just, I'm like, bro, I just, I don't know, man. It's, I think it's a time thing. Like, I don't know how to go back and read through 40 texts, try to decipher if any of them was for you. I'm like, if you got something to say to me, text me directly and I will get back with you. Um, so, yeah, no, cool. Um, let's jump into uh, the, the, the topic of the day, what I wanted to talk about. And, um... I guess you have some stuff too, but I want to start off kind of talking about accountability and just that circle. You know what I mean? Like um, we, we, I was talking to somebody recently just kind of about the weight loss piece and they were, t- you know, talking about they were having a hard time, you know, losing the weight or whatever. And that, you know, their spouse wasn't necessarily, su- you know, supportive and they didn't have a community. And I was like, yo, one of the things that I'm grateful for, you know, is n- not only the company that we've built. Um, and like the professional push, but just the personal push as well. And E, I know you're you're huge on accountability. Um, and I, I thought about it when I was like, yo, I can bring this up to E. You've actually been on like the same prayer line for how many years now? Uh, 20, like 20 years. Right. So 20 years that you've been on a prayer line. 
So, and and I know how like how much that holds you accountable, right? I know you do a lot of teaching on there as well. There's a lot of listening, but just having that accountability over a long span of time and how much that helps you get it done. And it's crazy because when we go places and and you know we do these conferences and you know we were all over this whole year. And the main theme that comes out every time is like people like accountability. And when you think about it, it's true because most people can do the action for a minute, right? Like most everybody can, you know, for a couple minutes, I can fake it. Or, you know, I can I can jump on the treadmill. I could work out for two weeks. That's why January 1st, of course, you see everybody doing their thing. Gym crowded. You can't get a parking spot, can't find a treadmill. And then it's over. And so... If it's not just willpower, it, you know, it has to be that accountability factor. And I wanted to know how much that played into your lives, E and Carl, but E specifically you, because you are so disciplined and you do do things over a long period of time, how much accountability plays in that. So I guess, E, like for you, is accountability still a huge deal or you've been doing it so long and it's such a routine and, and you so disciplined with it now that you don't really need the accountability as much. As, hey, as disciplined as I am, man, I wish, like literally, I wish that was the, um, I wish that was a reality that I was like in discipline, you know, autopilot, you know, but the reality is for real, accountability plays a huge part, right? I even look at the vegan boy, you know, so, you know, like I said, Diddy was like, mm -mm, I'm not doing no vegan for the holidays. You know, I'm eating Thanksgiving, uh, Friday, you know, church we ate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and I look at how easy it was for me to come off the vegan. You know what I'm saying? Simply because, you know, I, we, we were doing it together. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you working out and the person you working out with take three days off. You know, it could be a challenge, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, look, I'm just gonna be real. Once Diddy was like, we off? I was like, cool, I'm off. So I had hit Willie Mo Jr. because that's who I'm, like my workout accountability partner is. And I was like, yo, Willie, don't expect nothing, no miles from me this week. Like, I'm, <laughs> it's, it's not going down like that. Like, I'm not doing jack. You cut off you know? your accountability. <laughs> oh, I cut my accountability off. I'm like, Willie, I ain't doing jack. And, um, you know, like I said, we end up, you know, eating for regular, but Carl, I was like, I'm not going to eat meat, though, you know, because I wasn't craving it. So I was like, yo, good, I'm good. So I ended up making the turkey for the church because, like, it ain't fair. You know what I'm saying? Just because you own a vegan boy, like, it ain't fair. This is a tradition. You make the turkey every year, and they love it. And I was scared, though, because I was like, yo, how am I going to make a turkey if I'm not tasting it? You know, um, but lo and behold, Didi was like, yo, it's the best turkey you ever made. So church is over. You know, everybody eating. I'm eating, doing my thing. I finally go get a plate, bruh. Mind you, I'm not on the, I'm not on, on eating meat. Like I'm not there. Didi, like I got your bread and your mayonnaise, <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, unbelievable. Like, yo, and it, it, I, we don't have time to get into it, see. But like, yo, that was huge, see. You know, because like for real, my girl ain't domestic, bruh. Like that ain't her thing, you know. And for Didi to go to the store, see. Like she literally went to the store and bought two fresh loaves of bread. You know what I'm saying? Hawaiian mm -hmm. bread. And she bought mayonnaise. Oh, not the Hawaiian. The Hawaii. She the bought mayonnaise. the Hawaiian. The Hawaiian bread, bread ain't nothing but a honey bun. You know what I'm oh, saying? No, no, no. The Hawaiian bread no, is a honey bun. What was it, Carl? It was the Lowe's. I think they call it Lowe's. That joker is, I'm oh, talking about man. all it's, the way back. Oh, it's a, it, and, it, and it's the right size. Like it ain't no. big, it ain't thick. 
You know what I'm saying? It's the right size. Could have got a and, donut. Oh, bro. And I'm sitting there <laughs> thinking like, you know, he don't be ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, Didi don't do that. So the fact that she went to the store and bought you, she, and anybody that knows me knows before, you know, the little vegan boy, I'm a sandwich, and, and it don't have nothing to do with me. Like, I'm just a sandwich kid. Yeah, I'm it don't have nothing to do with, lasagna, like, you, you thinking, mac and right, cheese, you thinking, rice, anything yeah, you thinking that cold get. cuts or something, or, or, or brisket, but no. it could be cereal. You know what I'm saying? I, I hit a Honey Nut Cheerio sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long Y'all as laughing bread, right now, but he's so I'm serious. serious. I'm so serious. Real, yeah. As long as it's a piece of bread, mayonnaise, and cheese, it's on. And she was like, yo, I brought you some bread. And she was geek. She was geek, bro, like a little kid in the cage. It was hilarious. I was dying laughing like, no, this is not happening to me. I'm not eating meat. And my wife says to me, I brought you a bread, and I got the mayonnaise right there. <laughs> You're so sexy laughing. right now eating that sandwich. Uh, I, was, I was dying laughing. So, so, so you know, I, I hit it, and listen to me, guys. I forgot this was this was, it was Thursday when not Thursday when I ate the sandwich, but Thursday when we was doing the dressing, you know, the potato salad, macaroni and cheese, whatever. And it dawned on me later that day, like, yo, you gotta go to uh, um, uh, Florence. <laughs> With, with the fellas. Yeah, so I wasn't really thinking about that. I'm going to be real. Even though I told Willie, like, I'm off, I forgot we was connecting. And so whenever we connect, <laughs> we doing push-ups when we see each other. Oh, no you know doubt. what I'm saying? We doing the whole nine. So I was like, yo, E, you cannot. And the last time we was at a conference, some little young dude I didn't even know was like, whatever, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And he started busting the push-ups out. And I'm going to be real. I already knew he couldn't do 100 straight. You know what I'm saying? I, if I have to go 120, I can, but I'm mm-hmm. like 100 is pretty much, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to go that far. So little man was going and I was doing it, but I had been like in my zone. And all I could think about, little man just started shaking. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, he, that's, he threw, keep going. So I'm thinking, you see Jeremy, you know Jeremy, you know, you know, uh, you know Inky, his will, you know Willie Moe. And so I'm being real, see, I, Thursday, I hit, um, I went downstairs, you know, did like three or four miles, came back later the next day, did two sets or whatever. And it was that accountability. See, I promise you, if I ain't had to see, if I ain't had to see them boys in Atlanta and then go to Florida, <laughs> I promise you, I just would have caught up with them. I, Cause I'd already told Willie, like, yo, Willie Moe, I'm good. You know, but I was thinking, okay, we got to take pics together. We're going to be on video. I'm like, E, you can't go with the super chunky. So so try <laughs> do as much as you can Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I said I was going to work out Monday when I got up. But my flight left at 6 a.m. I had to leave here at like 4. I was like, yo, I don't got time to pray and, you know, do a full workout. So, uh, yeah, see. <laughs> yeah, I'm just pissed, work, though. Bro. As you're talking, I'm just pissed. Because it's like you can go vegan for eight months working out Bruh. every day. One Thanksgiving, and you back to looking like the Goodyear blimp. E Saturday right after church, and I was like, E, we got some work to do. Because I didn't know he had gone back eating like that. And I was like, yo, yo, I'm standing at the side of the church, and I'm seeing your gut again. Like, that's been gone. I'm talking talking about for like two days, bro. I ain't hit no bread. I ain't hit no bread. I hit bread on. And TJ told me. He was like, yo, the only way you're going to be able to keep your gut off is the bread. The so I was bread, like, all right, boy. cool. I got you. I ain't gonna eat no bread. I promise you, Thanksgiving for me started probably Sunday or Monday. <laughs> my wife was like, uh, my wife was like, um, let's go to the store. Can you make me a sandwich? I was like, make you a sandwich? I'm like, we ain't eating bread. She was like, 
I don't want to hear that no more. This week, <laughs> we smashing this week. Don't don't tell me no more about. Uh, she's like, I did the vegan thing with you for the last few months. I'm asking for one week. I'm like, Didi, a week? I'm like, do you understand what a week is in terms oh, of Oh man. Yeah. So no, man. I was man. I was so hurt, but. Hey, yeah, they say a reputation bro. take a lifetime to build and a second yeah, to destroy. Second, no, the same thing go with your a waistline. Sandwich. A, sandwich. <laughs> a sandwich to destroy. It take a sandwich to destroy. A sandwich oh. would destroy you. And then you. Jada came home. So you talk about celebratory. Oh, Jada came to the crib and Jada been doing her thing as well. She's been doing a real good job keeping her weight off, especially with the freshmen. They say it's 25 now, see. Ooh. I didn't know Ooh. it was 15. Yeah, yeah 25 used to be now. 15. Well, it used to be 15 because of the calves. I think with Brody, it's 25 with Brody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so Jada been faithful. Jada came to the crib, bro. They on, they, you know, they, they, they do their cookie thing. Her and her mom bake cookies. So they bake the cookies, bro. I was like, no, y'all did, not baking. Did, did the Blue Bunny come back out or no? Oh. No, they got some. They didn't go with the They ate whatever little ice cream they had. And they, they didn't <laughs> buy no more ice cream, which was a blessing. But, yeah, bro, I mean, they went... They went in. And, and I mean, for real, I could have rebuked them on a, any given week, but the celebratory thing was no strong. Doubt. You know what I'm saying? No and like doubt. I said, the thing that Didi had on me was, oh, so I could do the vegan thing with you, but you can't <laughs> celebrate with me. And I'm like, oh, Lord. This is Why are you doing it for her, though? I'm like, all right, got it. Yeah, I, I will say this, though. See, I was scared. Would I be able to, you know, would I be able to um to come back? Come back. But I Carl sent me a picture and I and I promise you, Sunday Didi had washed all the dishes and made a vegetable soup. And uh, you know, she a female, <laughs> so she get on the scale every day. I don't do it. I don't do it. She asked me how much how much you gain. I said, I don't know. I don't I don't get on the scale if I'm not working out. I'm already knowing what's going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, it don't even make sense. The last thing I need to do when I'm smashing <laughs> is get on the scale right. and just I kill only, my whole self-esteem. I only get on the scale if I'm working out because even if I pick up weight, I feel good because I'm like, all right, you working out. So at least by the end of this week, you should be able to get back to normal. Did he get on the And then I get on the scale day. once I feel like I lost a couple. That's it. Did he get on yep. every day talking about... I gained a pound. I'm like, why did you get on there? You ain't even worked out in the last week. You know what you go, you know you picked up weight. You know what I'm saying? So I think we off, see. I came home yesterday. She made some little vegetables, some, and then some Brussels sprouts, some carrots, yeah. some spinach. So I think we off. I, she said we're not going to do it for Christmas, but I'm getting prepared. See, I'm going to lose an extra, I'm going to lose an extra 10 pounds. It don't matter, yeah, dog. Right, it don't matter, right, dog. Matter. Your, your, body, time, your body know how to bounce back to the chunky yeah. cheek. I yeah. promise oh, you. I'm talking about the chunky cheek monkey. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, I've been going hard for nine months. I had one cheat meal. And I'm looking like a chipmunk. Unbelievable, <laughs> bro. Unbelievable. Hey, so on the accountability piece, I'm having the opposite experience. So, of course, with the 100-dead boy, I'm talking about I'm going strong with it. I'm going mm -hmm. strong. I get the, the setback with Tamisha at first. Then I had the tooth boy that set me back another week. <laughs> then this week, bro, of all things, I got no. the pull-up bar joint now. I go and I pull a muscle on my... I, I, I <laughs> promise you, I don't want to pull... There's two weeks now, see, I'm going to pull up. Every single day I'm going to pull up, bro. 
this week, I do some pull-ups. And two days ago, I came Hey, Carl, out, you're making a 100-day challenge arm. look bad, bro. You're going to be it's worse off me, than bro. when you started. It's killing me. My whole right side, bro. I, I was walking around with my arm. Like, I'm, I'm going to do the motion. He can see me. But I had my knuckles on my right hand to my left shoulder. Like, I got uh-huh. a sling on. See, it was hurting so bad. I could not move the whole right side of my body. I'm like, yo, what just happened to me? So now two, three more days off. I can't do nothing. Uh, You're going to be the but, first one to digress on the 100-day challenge. <laughs> hey, but here, here's the piece that I say on the accountability, though. Just just seeing it in the BU group every single day, dude. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yo, I'm off. And I can't. I don't feel comfortable. Like I feel like, yo, I feel like I'm missing out. Not being able to post and say, hey, I did a three-minute plank today. Hey, I did this today. I feel literally off. So, man, that accountability piece is so oh, real. It's strong. Even though it's I can't. Strong. I still feel yeah, like I and I guess, and I'm not just talking about working out. I'm just talking about in in life period. I guess because, like I said, man, you know, I, I was talking to my mom, and my mom is, you know, lifetime dieter, right? My mom just, you know, since I was born, and my mom ain't big. Y'all seen my mom? She she looked great for her age, yeah. and you know, but she's always, you know, constantly worried about her weight, and you know, she'll lose and gain and lose and gain and lose and gain. And she's been doing a really good job, um, like the last few months, just phenomenal. And I've been like big up in her, you know. And she just said it was that consistency, you know, and and people telling her she looked good and things of that nature that's kept her, you know, on the right path. But you know, I, I wonder to myself, like, when people don't have that accountability, and how you can tell yourself lies, like you know what I'm saying? Because like, yo, you can lie to yourself and begin to believe it, right? Like. You can lie to yourself and say, oh, okay, well, I'm not an alcoholic. I just like to have, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as you don't have anybody sitting there going, whoa, like, yo, you're doing a little too much. Or you don't, you know what I mean? Like, you can get away with certain things. You let your body, your mind, your your, your own thoughts get away with certain things because that's how we're wired, right? Like, we, we can make excuses for ourselves. But when you got somebody holding you accountable, man, and telling you, like, for real, E, you having Carl just sitting there like, yo, I was looking at you in church. I'm looking at you from the side and your gut getting big. Like, yo, that's something you need to hear. Like, yeah, everybody ain't yeah. going to tell you that. And so you wearing sweatpants and hoodies and trying to act like you the same size. You need somebody to tell you, like, yo, your gut getting big. You might want to do something about that. And that accountability that we have with each other and that transparency is honestly what I think allows us to go to that next level and not just exercise, guys. I'm talking about, you know, in family, yeah. you know, um, you know, there's times when we got to be accountable to each other in our marriages and things of that nature. And I think, you know, it, when people don't have that, I think is when you see people start, you know, regressing. And, and you know, in life, man, we want to constantly be moving forward. But I think people struggle with that accountability and end up backsliding, you know, off all too regularly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and Didi said something to me. I think a day or two ago that was deep. You know, she said, I hope, she said, I know it's gonna be a challenge for a lot of married couples. She said, but I hope women are empowered specifically. Now, you know, there might be men who need to be empowered as well. But she said, specifically, I hope there are women who are empowered in their marriage where they can hold their husbands accountable. You know, and her and she was making reference to the part where she said, um, you're flirting, you know, and I'm not comfortable with it. You know, and she was like, in some relationships, women are not, you know, in a space where they're comfortable to say their husband might be doing something that they're not comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, they just got to suppress it and say like, oh, okay, well, you might be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like the way you're, 
communicating with other women or, you know, some of your relationships or whatever. And they're not in that position. So I think, see, beyond Carl and I being able to hold each other accountable, I think that we shouldn't be afraid to be in environments where we're challenged. Because if you're in an environment where there is no accountability, is what you said, see, you're going to be at that level that you're at forever, or you might start to digress some, you know, but when you're in a relationship where people can say, and it doesn't always mean people are right, but when people can express like, yo, I feel like, you know, E, you lazy, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, okay, well, I don't think I'm being lazy. Like I'm grinding. Yeah, you are, but maybe you could do this or do that. Or hey, E, remember when you said, and I put it out yesterday, like I had two major goals before I die. One, learn Spanish. And that's been a goal of at least 15 years, maybe or more. And the second one was, I want to be able on the piano to play the Handel's Messiah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, I'm not going to punk out and keep it to myself. Because if I punk out and keep it to myself, I don't ever have to do it. You know what I'm saying? But when I say it out loud, it puts me in a position where somebody's going to say, yo, E, you've been saying you want to learn Spanish. Like I see this one dude, my boy Hector. Every time I see Hector, Hector be like, yo, E, because he, he, he helped me a little bit when I had a Spanish classes in college. And he's like, yo, did you learn? And I'm like, nope. But I didn't feel bad. I just felt like, yo, I kept telling myself I was going to do it. And it's like, yo, E, at some point you got to do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and like what I mean by that, see, what I'm trying to say is I never took accountability like get out my face. Don't say nothing to me about Spanish. Doggone it, you know I ain't learning it. You ain't heard me say nothing in Spanish. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, why you being ignorant? You know what I'm saying? What you trying to do? Push, like, um, put it in my face. You, you hadn't heard me say nothing in Spanish, so you know I didn't learn it. I didn't take it like that. I took it as he said, you came to me and you told me you wanted to learn Spanish. So I'm reminding you of what you said your goal was. You know, that, that's what I'm doing. You know, mm. so I think we have to be cautious because some of us have gotten to a place where the reason why we're not being held accountable is because we make people feel uncomfortable when they hold us accountable. And for a lot of us, it starts with our spouse. Our spouse can't tell us nothing. Our kids can't tell us nothing. Like, I'm gonna be real, I'm old school, bro. I'm not really into uh, my kids, you know, trying to critique me. Like, I'm not into that. But I know when Jalen says something to me, see that, I, and I need to be corrected. You, you feel me? I know when Jada says something to me, and it's like Jada Wright. She, even though she only 19 and she my child, and I didn't have the right to critique my parents, you know, that's like a no-no. See, like back in the day, I wasn't like, you know, you can't come and tell your parent, I think you're struggling in your parenting. You might want to make some adjustments in this area. You know, uh, you can get your two front teeth knocked out. You know, I'm talking um, about for Christmas. I'm talking about for Christmas. And then they wrap them for you and give them back to you on Christmas Eve. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so I, I just want to make sure I, I make that point is that there are those of you who are not making people feel comfortable giving you accountability and you got to stop. Yeah, and I think a, that's especially oh. important for somebody like yourself or others who perform at a high level already, right? right? right because right. when because when you are when you deem yourself to be further along the road traveled than somebody else who's trying to give you information or feedback, you can kind of toot your nose up in the air. You know what I'm saying? And kind of, you know, tend to not want to listen to that. And so what is it I guess what is it that allows you to take that feedback and that critique from people who may not be, you know, in your same lane or even worthy to talk to you in certain a certain kind of light where most people would look at somebody and go, 
okay, you you work for me or you you my child or I you know I did this. Like, who are you to tell me? Like, what is what is that thing that allows you to still receive that? Well, when you're focusing on the results and you're not focusing on like whatever the reason or whatever, like why are you talking to me? No, it's results. These are the results we want. Like this is the like my children and I like for real. We've talked. There there are certain results they want. Like as kids. They're like, yo, we know who our father is, like at his best. That's what we want. And so when you're doing some stuff, screaming and hollering, it's like the reason why we're holding you accountable is because we're not used to that. Or if you're in the room, like if I'm, if I'm, you know what I'm saying? If I'm temperamental, you know, my kid's not used to that. They used to me being like always pumped up and geeked up and kind of high. So when I'm walking around the house and I ain't saying nothing, they're like, whoa, what's going on? So it's not that they're, you know, nitpicking or trying to, um, uh, what's the word? See, I'm looking for like, like get out of their lane. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And 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 talk to me in a way that's disrespectful. They're like, yo, here go the results we are accustomed to. These are the things that we know my dad, you know, is trying to do. And right now, dad, like it ain't working. Like this ain't working. You know what I'm saying? So what do we need to do? And my kids aren't the kids that's saying, I take responsibility. They not at that age yet, see, where they're like, maybe I did something wrong. They, for the most part, for them, they're like, yo, you the, you the guru, you the father, you the one that is supposed to be the pastor. So we're looking to you to make the change. So I don't go, well, when you going to change? I'm like, okay, Jada, you said that. Yeah, Jada, you're right. I do need to put my phone down. You're right. Because sometimes Didi will say it, and I'll just be like, yo, you just own that. You know what I'm saying? You just want me to always, like, not work and be with you. Like, I can't do QT all the time. But if Jada's like, yo, dad, for real, it's the holidays. Like, get off of that. Like, we we about to eat some cookies. Like, don't trip and act like you ain't never had cookies before. Like, we eating cookies <laughs> right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't act like last year this time. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe 10 years from now, if you don't eat cookies, we cool with it. But just a couple months ago, you was eating cookies. You know what I'm saying? So... We not we don't want to do that. If you know what I'm saying, see, like we don't want to do the vegan thing right now. We want we we at home. We want to just enjoy ourselves. All right. So I'm like, got it. I understand completely what you're talking about. I I, I think when you're looking for results and you're not looking for, um, like why are you coming to me? Why are you talking to me? But these are the things that we're trying to. Even you do it. See, you'll say before I speak, like yo, e say this, say this, say that. I could easily be like, yo, I've been doing this for twenty something years and I do it at a high level you know what I'm saying but there's a vantage point that you guys have that I don't have you know what I'm saying like I can't see mm-hmm. everything at all times so I just think people who don't take criticism are people who just they're not interested in growing you know they, well I don't they, know if they're not interested in growing I think it's I, I honestly think it's like people get their feelings hurt you okay, know what I'm saying you. like right I think you might really want to grow, but I think you also get your feelings hurt when somebody like, let me ask you this. Like it takes a special kind of person to like hit a lemon squeeze and like feel good about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, listen, man, you, you, you got an anger problem. You know, you talk out of turn. Yo, I just want to let you know that, you know, sometimes your attitude sucks. Yo, it takes a special person to hear that and really be like, man, thank you. You know, I needed that. Let me go back and process what you said. It just don't happen. I'm just saying it doesn't happen. Like most people are not into that. And so I guess like how what's the key to being a good accountability partner? Like, for instance, I'm going to just say like this, like Carl say, I saw you in church. I saw you from the side. Your gut huge. 
Like everybody's not going to respond to that. You know what I'm saying? Like that that could that could mess some people up. Like somebody might crumple under that kind of critique or that kind of accountability. So I guess like uh, how how can you be a good accountability partner? Like how do you hold people accountable no, yeah, without being like a nagger? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think you know. Again, see, I'm always about taking taking full responsibility. I don't know that I would ask my um, that I, I wouldn't ask my accountability partner to be that worried about how they give me information. You know what I'm saying? That's a bit much. I think the person that is looking to be held accountable needs to figure that out. You know what I'm saying? So don't ask somebody to hold you accountable or don't put yourself in an environment of accountability if you're not willing to receive it. You know what I'm saying? And move forward. You know what I'm saying? So for me, you know, it's a situation where it's like, yo, for real, I really know that if I get these results, see, uh, let's say, for instance, the gut, uh, there was a reason why I did it. I told you, I ain't never had no problem with a gut. Like, I've never, I'm not an image dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it. But if you look at, like, TJ, I'm sure because TJ only got 4% body fat, he's concerned about his body image. You know what I'm saying? As in the same way, I'm concerned about my character. You don't see most dudes walking around like Fact. worrying about that character. I worry about my character. Like somebody yeah. worry about muscles. I worry about my character like that. Like I'm very conscious about how people see me, what people think about me, mm -hmm. because I can't be your leader if you think I'm average or if you think I'm like everybody else. So I've never really been an image dude. And then my wife ain't on that. So Didi has never said nothing to me about my gut. Like she never been like, look at your gut. You know, <laughs> it was two reasons why I wanted to lose it. The first one was you gave me some information and you said, E, we looked at the numbers and there's a large following of people who are in the health industry, you know? And for me, it was like, yo, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know they're going to listen, but there'll be another level of respect and credibility they have if they see me trying to pursue this weight loss boy. You know what I'm saying? Like if they see me working at it. So I, I'm not interested in looking like no bodybuilder. But when Kat see me, I remember when Jameis saw me. When Jameis saw me at uh, Cam Newton's um, kickball event, Jameis was like, E, you got them pecs, E. I see you working on them shoulders. I, that's it. That's all I need. Like, I ain't trying to be no bodybuilder. And then right. the second reason, see, Didi had gotten to a point where, you know, she needs her rest. And I started snoring. And she couldn't get any sleep at night. And I was like, yo, E, you got to lose this gut because I'm sure you're not necessarily like, I was thinking of snoring. <laughs> I'm thinking you got to be like obese. You know what I'm saying? And, and no, so it you was just like, had you was in a little bread coma. Yeah, that's what it was. So <laughs> I was like, the next move is one of them. What do you call them? What's that called? The, the, C, um, C uh, CPAP. CPAP. I was, yeah. That was next. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Snoring and the, the um, I got to put a machine <laughs> on. She really can't rest. So I was like, Yo, E, you need to, you need to, you need to take care of this. So. Now, my thing was, and I'm going to be real, I told Didi, I was like, boo, you do understand if we're going to be eating like this, I'm going to be snoring. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I'm just saying, let's just be 100. I didn't play with uh, it. Oh, the dressing like, definitely going to have you snoring I, I'm just saying. So I was proud. like, you know, how you feel? You know what I'm saying? Let's be real. You know, I'm going to snore because we're going to be eating. And if I'm going to be eating like this, I'm going to be eating late. <laughs> 
Because I want to be real. When you're a <laughs> vegan, you're not trying to eat Brussels sprouts. Like, you never, I can't explain it. But when you're on a vegan boy, you never crave 11 o'clock at night to eat Brussels sprouts <laughs> and pecans. I can't explain it. But when you when, when you eat any kind of way, oh. <laughs> bruh, the, the snack pack at 11 is real. Oh, like deep. Little late night trips to the fridge yeah. there. And then we're going to be watching Netflix. We're going to be up. I'm going to want a snack. And she said it. She was like, look, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be up so late and so tired that I ain't even going to hear you snoring. You know? uh, but she was like, but on that Sunday when we wrap it up, I'm going to need you to go ahead and whatever. So, yeah, see, I just think when you know what your results are and, and, and I know what happens when you get results. I know what happens when the health community sees me make a commitment to do something that they value because they value health. So I know what happened. You said when I start posting vegan, like, I ain't even on that, bro. I promise you I ain't on that. Like, I'm not on no, I will never eat this or that again. I'm not on that. But you saw when we when I start making that commitment to doing it, I start hitting these plant-based restaurants in different cities. Uh, you saw vegan love, plant-based folk was like, oh, eat, eat with us. You know, so it's real. When you get results, you get results. So I don't really get caught up on feelings because at the end of feelings, you don't always get more money or you don't always get more influence or you don't always get more impact, you know, but when you deal with results, bro, it, it is what it is. So yeah, I need accountability partners. And, and how do and you need know- I my wife to be one of my accountability partners. That's <laughs> yeah, what I no. need to see. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, our wives are probably our, our biggest accountability partners yeah, in terms hardcore. of, you know, parenting and, you know, the things that, you know, truly matter. I think, Carl, and, and you can answer, I think the tough thing can be, though, man, it, it, you know, we live in a world where people got ulterior motives, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, sometimes, man, you get people who are trying to be your account accountability partner and, right, you know, right. it's like they got an angle, you know what I mean? Right, and it's like, right. you, you don't really know who to trust and who not to trust. So, obviously, for us, it's different, right? We got, you know, the three of us, Josh, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Shauna, Tay, like we got our crew, right? Like we got our, our, our crew of people who are, you know, we have a culture of accountability, if you will. Um, if you're just working, like not just, but if you work a job and, you know, you're kind of friendly with the people at work and, you know, you, you don't have that, how can you start to build that circle of accountability and how and who do you know to trust in those situations because you can't just listen to everybody because there are people who got ulterior motives and, and want to see you hurt you know what i'm saying and some people's spirit is just sensitive like i'm gonna be real i have to i, I have to hold my wife accountable in a whole different way and it's just through loving her and leading by example i would never ever 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 say nothing to my wife about weight or nothing else first of all my wife looks fantastic i'll just say that by the way but i'm saying <laughs> yeah. Even if she gains some weight, whatever, I'm not getting ready to be like, oh, babe, you think you could? I'm just not. I promise you, I'm not. The the risk reward there is just no, nowhere even. Oh, because my wife's spirit is sensitive in that regard. So if I say something, she's not necessarily like, oh, OK, I appreciate that. Let me get to work. She just got a sensitive spirit. Like, you know, like like I said, you know, I said before, you know, she kind of would go that route of like, oh, I'm terrible and I've let you down. I'm a bad wife. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, whoa. So I have to hold, I guess it's a different kind of accountability when I say, you know, you try to just lead by example. I don't know. I guess Carl E, do y'all have, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Or, or how do you lead and how do you like invite those people who can hold you accountable into your life? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it through. See, 
we're spoiled. Like, let me just say that. We're spoiled because not only we got us, we got the Breed University community. Like, I'm able to find somebody in every area, like spiritual, you know what I'm saying, physical. I, I can find somebody in every oh, area. So I I'm love trying it. to re- I'm trying to remove myself from, you know, what I have and see, okay, what does this world look like? Where, like you said, I'm going to work and there's some people around like, it's cool. We might have hung out one or two times at an office party, but how am I really making that connection? So I think the first thing is I would say is you got to find somebody that shares a similar interest. Because, again, you just don't want input for everybody just to have input. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, me giving E input on his weight versus TJ giving him input on his weight is two different things. Like, yeah, I can see your gut, but I can't help you lose it for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't <laughs> right, know right, nothing right. about that. Like, I'm just pointing it out. Right. I'm just letting you know. But TJ <laughs> saying something or, you know, a health professional saying something about, you know, most diseases linked to this. It's a whole different circumstance. Like, you're going to hear it a whole different way. So, I'm saying, like, I think the first step will be find somebody that's that's sharing the interest like y'all can work out together y'all could do you know read together if you went to reading y'all could do spanish together like i want to find somebody that shares the yeah, interest no first because mm-hmm. to me like the Let's level of accountability now is different like it ain't just me telling you about yourself it's now we're helping each other in this area or or you are further along than me or just something but that would be to me the first first step because yeah, if yeah, I, yeah i I'm, I'm thinking it through see like and i'm really stuck like yo how do you really create that because it's, it's, it's devastating not to have it. Could you imagine having to go home and try to create everything on your own? Like for real, your spiritual life, your emotional well-being, your physical love, your diet. Like you're trying to do all that on your own. You can't. Like humans are social. Like we are human, so, like we're social beings and that mm-hmm. element has to be a part of it. So I, I'll be honest, like I got that first step, but y'all had to help me beyond that. Yeah, yeah. E. Yeah, I agree with what Carl is saying, you know, like I'm doing Spanish, so I'm doing it with George, you know, or Jorge, you know, I was laughing and say we say George is because that's what it looked like in English, <laughs> but he is, he speaks the language, but then I'm also doing it with Nikki, who is Puerto Rican, but has only really done, you know, English for the most part, like she doesn't really speak Spanish, but of course she knows it because that's her environment, but she doesn't necessarily speak it, speak it like that. So for me and her, we have a good relationship because she's not as, you know, that much further than me. So we're on apps together doing our thing. But then George is there to help us to say that's not right. You know what I'm saying? It needs to be done like this. So but I think like when it comes to a gut or something, though, like what, what Carl was saying, I think it's OK for you to critique a person if you know that person is capable of making the adjustment on their own. You know what I'm saying? So like if you say the gut, oh, I already know what I got to do. Stop hanging out with Didi. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. I'm good with that. You know, um, but if you ask somebody like, I won't make name no names, but let's say you know somebody who's obese and you tell them they got a gut. Well, they don't know what they, they don't have the power to do anything about it. So of course, you're telling them you hurting them. But if you tell me, I'm probably only five pounds away. And I didn't should say pounds, see, because I'm gonna be honest. I got on the scale, see, this is crazy, see. I got on the scale. I was only two pounds heavier, but it just looked different when you got dressing in your system. <laughs> no doubt. You know what I'm saying? Versus, uh, versus broccoli. It was the same weight. I'm just being real. It was the yeah. same weight, see? It yeah, just it shifts it, around it, a little it bit. It shifts differently <laughs> when you got apple pie sitting on it. You know, um, uh, uh, you got butter in it. And, and remember, I went like maybe, like you said, see, the, the, the shift though, but I went like maybe 50 days with no even grease or butter. You know what I'm saying? To when you eating certain things for the holidays, oh. it's 
full of grease. That's, that's, and that's all milk. it is. Grease, you, butter, you know sugar, milk. That's all it is. Uh, mixed with some other colors. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, I, I but but I also think, you know, for those of you who are serious about it, you may not be in a, you may not be in an environment where people are comfortable with it. And this is why I be you. This is not a shameless plug. But this is why you need to be in environments like Breathe University. Because I hear people all the time, like they'll text me on the side and ask me questions. I'm like, bro, it's not the information. I'm not telling you. I'm not about to say nothing you have never heard. The reason why you need to be in Breathe You is because that's what's different. A group of people who are holding each other accountable and challenging each other. And I'm just going to be, I'm going to be 100 with y'all. Nikki is not the one to go into a accountability thing with. Uh, nothing. She's not the one to yeah, be no, played nothing with. with yeah. She's not the it's one to be down. played with. It's going down, bro. And I'm telling y'all, I remember doing Spanish at like 8 o'clock at night. You know what I'm saying, Carl? And I was doing it, but I was doing it, Carl, because it was a part of the 100-day child. Like, she got me looking at, what's the difference between I, present tense, I, you know what I'm saying, past tense, I, I, I'm, you're, are, like, I'm looking at stuff before, like, I wasn't looking at it and looking at patterns and picking up the language a lot quicker than I ever was when I was doing it by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, for real, I wasn't even, like, paying attention. Like, I was looking at something the other day. It was, um, it was uh, hasta luego and hasta la vista, and there was another one. And I, I, looked at the, I looked at what they were asking me, and it was, like, singular female adjective if you will and i was like yo i never even paid attention to that but i'm like yo it's got it has to be hasta la vista because it ends with an a or or you know what i'm saying it can't be this other one because it ends in an o you know what i'm saying or whatever like i never paid attention to that kind of stuff before carl but when you got a nikki nikki not just asking you if you did it you know what i'm saying she's just not asking you did you complete the assignment she's like let me hear something you know, uh, show me something. So I'm telling y'all, we're not we're, we're not giving you information even on this podcast that you never heard. Maybe in a way you've never heard it before or in a way that's plainer, it's a little simplified, it's not as complex as some other stuff, but it is the community. When you heard my wife, bro, if you heard my wife, like for real, Didi does not do podcasts for a reason. Didi does not speak publicly for a reason. Didi does not do stuff for a reason because Didi's like, the average human being cannot handle my gorilliness. They cannot handle the way I come at you. But, at, but on the flip end, see, the reason why I'm able to do what I do see is because I have a Nick Saban as my coach. You, you understand what I'm saying? See, I don't remember who uh, Mike Tyson's coach was, but I got a Phil Jackson in my living Customado. room. Customado. So he was on a whole nother level. You know, so... I, I, I do agree with CJ. You do have to be cautious. You know, if you're going to be in an accountability group, you got to make sure you're ready for it. But even though it will be, I can't say every time my wife <laughs> say something, I'm like, I love I, that. I was going to say, right. I, was, I can't uh, say that. that. I love yeah, it every time it she say me. something. But what I can say, uh, she said it to the, 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 the um, we were on Quest um, for a marriage prayer line on, uh, I mean, a marriage line on um, Sunday. And she said, listen to me. I am not easy to live with. I'm not stupid. I'm not dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like to do things at a very high level. You know what I'm saying? So everybody can't handle 
you know, what I say. So she said, some of y'all might want to get off the phone right now because for the last 40 minutes, it's just been, my husband's great. My husband doesn't do nothing wrong. She's like, I'm about to get on the mic now. Oh, I need to be you. on that prayer line where yeah. we're getting praise. Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> it was 40 minutes. Diddy was like, this is cute, but it was 40 minutes of praise. She's like, it's over now. It's enough. Give me on the mic, Quest. You know, and, and, and she was explaining to them. She said, listen to me, the way I clean, my husband could never clean the way I clean. I understand that. And so what I have to do is celebrate when he puts an attempt forward and the fact that he even trying because it's not easy dealing with me. Once I say I'm going to do something, the level in which I do it. So I'm just saying, like, make a commitment that when your feelings get hurt, you're not going to back out. When your feelings get hurt or when you get embarrassed, which I'm going to be honest with y'all, the main reason I didn't want to learn a second language is because I already know it's going to be a year at least. Like learning the language, ain't gonna, it's not something you about to do in two weeks. I'm not going to be as sweet in Spanish as I am speaking. And I'm not accustomed to doing things and not doing it at a high level. So for me, there was a part where I just had to say like, yo, e, it's going to be embarrassing. Like you're going to say stuff and it's going to be embarrassing. And once I made up in my mind, that was the hardest part of like, yo, this is going to be an embarrassment. Like you're not going to sound right. People, you are going to start a conversation. And after you get past level one, you're not going to know what they're talking about. But you will not learn it if you're worried about how it feels. You'll never get, you'll never be fluent in it. But if you take the hits and deal with whatever you have to deal with, eventually you'll get there. And like I said, once I made that commitment, I, let me tell you something. I don't care what I sound like. I don't care what. I know once I got over that fear and that, that fear of accountability, because, I mean, there ain't no accountability when you're doing it by yourself, see? You know what I'm saying? No, oh, it, I love it. When you're doing yeah. it by yourself, you can miss yeah. four days in a row and convince yourself you're still on track. <laughs> I, I'm talking about see, I love it. Track. I love it. Because the days I did it, I did an extra five minutes. You know no, I'm, I'm just, no, listen no to what question. I'm saying, though. Yeah. Like, like I that's, hope people understand real. what I'm saying. Like, yo, when you're doing it by yourself, you can make up lies in your head and they make sense. Like, I've told myself before, it, like, some lies that just made sense. Like, I didn't work out for three days in a row, so I told myself I could eat more because I didn't work out anyway. Like, that's a lie. Like, where did you get that from? Like, it's <laughs> just a, like a ball-faced lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just a ball-faced lie, but you can uh -huh. rationalize, like, yo, I, I wasn't feeling good. My knee was hurt today, so I didn't go to the gym. And then, you know, it was somebody's birthday, so I ate. And then I wasn't tripping like that because it was Sunday. And then Monday's coming. I'm going to get back to it. Up oh, Monday, I feel a little head cold. Man, Tuesday, I'm going... Like, if you don't have accountability, you can lie to yourself till you blew in the face. And the problem is you start believing your own lies and you look up and your life is not where you hoped it would be, where you expected it would be, or any of those things. And I really think, like, having that accountability group, guys, having that accountability, like MBU, like, for real, we'll go back to BU since Carl brought it up. NBU, if you say you about to write a book, if you don't write the book, you might it's as well drop wrong. out of BU because yep. they going to murder you. Like, give us I'm a chapter. Let us see an article. Give us the what's the second chapter called? Like, there is an accountability that th that's there that's out of this world. So when people posting pictures of the scale, when picture, people posting pictures of them with their husband or their wife out on a date, like doing what they said they're going to do, it holds you accountable, accountable because naturally in our own minds, we want to let ourselves off the hook. I think that's the way you can describe it best. Is like, I want to let CJ off the hook. Like, I want to be like, yo, today, you, my friend, you've done a great job for two weeks. Go on and smash out. Go on and, like, me, like, let me mm. tell you something. 
We threw the pies out. Them pies was about $35, $40 a piece. All of them had at least half of it left. You know how it is by the time everybody done eating Thanksgiving. The pies, everybody hit like a piece, and then you so stuffed you can't eat it. Well, guess what? Everybody left the next day and left me, Candace, at the house with a sweet potato pie, about three-fourths of it, half of a peanut butter pie, which peanut butter is my, like, absolute weakness. Shout out to, I can't remember, somebody brought me, like, a whole thing of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups to a conference once. And then, um, what was it? What was the third one we had? Oh, sweet potato, peanut butter, and pecan. So we had all of these pies at the house. Like, yo, I threw them away because in my head, I just kept rationalizing hitting a little hmm. piece. Like, I kept rationalizing like, yo, it's Thanksgiving. You already hit a piece. You didn't even eat that much. You worked out this morning so you could have a piece. Like, I'm just telling myself all of these things to make myself feel better about not doing the right thing and having that accountability partner who can be like, yo, you wrong. Fix that. Chill. You got to get up. Did you work out today? Send me your workout numbers. What's the picture of the scale say? Did you do your homework? Let me read a chapter of that book. Having people in your life like that who can push you in that way, I promise you, will take you to a whole nother level. So, so see, you just said something that jarred my memory. Now, I'm not a medical professional, so if I'm wrong, please. I, but I'm I did not, stay at a Holiday Inn last night. I stayed night. at a Holiday Inn I last night. I promise you I did. But get this, see, your body actually shuts down when there's too much pain. Mm. I, I, your body shuts down. Like, people pass out. Stuff happens when your body, okay, like, I don't know what to do no more. I'm shutting down. This is the only way I know how to protect it. So what happens is, like, literally, we are built if you're not mentally strong enough to push through something, your physical body will say, I can't get it done. By nature, as a human being, your physical body will be like, you know what, I'm good. We're not necessarily like designed to go through, you know what I'm saying? Like your body, in terms of your nature, I'm not saying your mind now, your nature is something hurt. Let's move away from that. That's your nature. So anything that's given us too much kind of, you know, any kind of resistance at all, our very nature is, hey, let's get out of here. This ain't working. This is something right with this. There's pain involved. We out. So you're, if mm. you're fighting your very nature every single day you get up and try to do this thing that's harder than, you know, just waking up and eating and going back to bed. Right. Every right. single day you're fighting your very core nature because, again, your body is looking for the easiest route. Now, obviously, we you know, mentally you can push through stuff and get through pain and get through difficult circumstances. But, again, hear, hear what I'm saying. You're fighting against your very nature. Your body does not want to experience pain. No part of your body's waking up thinking like, I want to go hit my knee today and just see that it feels good. Right, like, you know what right. I'm saying? So your body in itself is fighting that thing. So the accountability is that other thing that can push you. Because, again, you can push so far on your own. Right. He always says it. But in the group, you know, we're, we're hearing another voice, like you just said, see, is the thing that can that can propel you past your natural feeling. I'm saying we are fighting, I, I'm gonna keep repeating it, we are fighting our natural selves every single day we get up and do, try mm, to do that's something good. bigger yeah, no, and that's better. Good. We're fighting our yep. natural selves. Your natural self is terrible. You know what I'm it's saying? It's terrible. Your natural self you just wanna be right. chunky, hitting pies. I want to eat bread sandwiches. I, I'm telling you, my natural self is a SOB, bro. I promise you. And not shortness of breath. Yeah, I know, right. And here's a challenge, though. See, here's a challenge. 
when you're hanging around other people who don't want to be held accountable. A group of people that their natural so now selves are chilling. Now you ain't going to say nothing to nobody because you don't want nobody oh, saying nothing to you. Geek, you ain't yep. said nothing. I ain't said nothing. We, <laughs> we both in the 46 pants. You know what I'm saying? That's real. It's feeling good. Oh, I'm talking unbelievable, about living bro. The, the vida loca. <laughs> I'm talking about feeling good, bro. Yeah, yeah. misery love company. You know, yeah. it's so crazy too, man, because sometimes I get on myself and I'm like, yo, see, okay, when you do eat bad, when you don't hit the gym like that, when you know, y'all know the feeling like when you like put on your pants and you like, ooh, I like, yeah. I, I, I had a little bit more room in these joints last week <laughs> than I did when I just buttoned them up now. Like, I needed a belt last week. It looked like I might be able to just rock out in these natural, right? And so what's crazy is while at the moment you feel better eating that pie and all them leftovers from Thanksgiving, when you go put on the pants, you feel worse. Mm-hmm. And so how can we experience that is it delayed gratification, Carl? What am I trying to say? Like that's what it is. You know that's what I'm exactly saying? Like, it like in yeah. the moment, you 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 like, you can't deny your flesh, but then you feel like I don't know. I've never like, I mean, I done smashed out, and you you feel disgusting, you feel full, you feel nasty. I wake up the next day, I don't feel right, and mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, why would I not? But when I eat right, like I, even though I'm okay, I might not have wanted to eat the grilled chicken salad for dinner tonight. But in the morning, I wake up, I feel light on my feet. I got more energy. I'm running around with the kids, the whole nine. But, like, why can't we see that as the win and not the peanut butter pie? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to be honest, though, man. I was telling Carl this about something else. I, I, I'm actually grateful that we smashed, you know what I'm saying, for the holidays. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to tell you why. Like, like I said, I'm just being real. I didn't want to do it, not because I didn't want to enjoy the holidays. I just didn't want to do what you said, and that was, you know, go backwards. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't really on the whole, like, because when I, like I said, I saw the dressing a couple times. It wasn't like I didn't want to eat it, and I don't know what it tastes like. I just was like, yo, to me, it ain't worth it, you know, to eat that, and then I got to work out super duper hard. You know what I'm saying? And I'm at a point in my life right now where I'm so I'm 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 held accountable to so many different people that it's easier for me to be like yo it don't make sense to go back you know what I'm saying but what I'm super duper grateful for and not just with my wife I had to realize this even with my kids you have to do that sometimes see so that you have your own personal experience you, you know what I'm saying and with the vegan boy a big part of the vegan boy for Didi was Eric wants me to do this. Eric wants me to do this for my health. At no point was Didi ever like she really wanted to do it. So here is she, like Carl said, she's waking up fighting this foodie. So we're going out of town. And for years, our big thing was we watched this show together on TV on where you travel and go get the food. And I'm being real, even though we don't eat certain things, we would literally find that restaurant in that city and we'd go eat. So it wasn't even just about eating. It was about fellowshipping, watching oh, programs, no researching. No like it, it was, it, it oh, was a part of it's, our, it's a part, yeah, it's a part of your day, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a whole like we traveling to New Orleans specifically for the what? How do you say it? The beignets? What, what, is that Ooh, how you say it? Like, mm-hmm. like we went to that particular yeah. shop where they had them, and so it's nostalgic mm. when we go back to. Uh, when we land, see, you know what I'm saying? Or when we, we, we somewhere and we're seeing like these little fake ones 
at Cheesecake Factory or, or I mean, Grand oh, Lodge. Yeah, 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 We're yeah, going yeah. back to in our minds to whatever. So when we stopped, a big part of it for Didi was, this my husband, I love my husband, and I'm going to respect my husband, but I'm not going to lie to you, I wouldn't have made the decision on my own. So then when we do this weekend and she eats the way she eats, and she like, I'm just going to be honest, other than maybe the dressing, she wasn't, and the turkey, she wasn't like all the other stuff really tastes like. She was like, yeah, that was good. Yep, that was good. Yep, that was good. But it wasn't really worth it. And she was the one that got up on Sunday and cleaned the refrigerator out. She was the one that ran to the store, and Carl sent me something like, I guess y'all going back to the, and he showed like a rabbit eating lettuce. <laughs> and I took him a video of Didi literally, <laughs> literally. cutting up spinach and carrots and, and, and Brussels sprouts. So it wasn't E.T. saying, yo, let's do this vegan boy. It was Didi saying, yo, that stuff felt icky, sticky. And then she did a, she's doing a seven day detox. So she's been taking the whatever, like she's doing something with, um, what, with Rochelle. What is it, Shakely? She's doing something with Rochelle. So she's been hitting that. And so it just felt good, see, even though we may have gone back, I felt like now we about to go forward in a stronger way because there's not the one dude holding his wife accountable. Now his wife is also in it and fully in it and saying like, okay, yeah, I, I, know my, I know my cousin cooking, but Diddy was like, get some from Leah in a couple days. Mm. I want to make, I want to make the vegan dish this week. And I'm like, oh, okay, you making the vegan dish? She's like, yeah, I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, see, sometimes it may look like a, a setback, but I think if you're really serious about it, Sometimes you have to taste something and say, you know what, I, I, don't, this, I ain't about this life like I used to be. I, I'm trying to go forward. So you hate to fall, but sometimes I think the lessons you learn, they're so personal and they're yours that you're going to come back with a greater commitment other than when somebody tell you to do something and you're doing it because it's the right thing to do, but not because you, you personally value it, if that make any sense. We fall down, hey, but we get up. Hey, hey, <laughs> for, hey, for a vegan, it's just a chicken a, eater. You know what I'm saying? That fell down. Fell down. Fell down. And got back up on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yo, y'all silly, man. Oh, man. I'll say, I'll say one thing, though. See, real quick, for those that are... You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not locked into it yet. You've been doing it for months now. So you got a measure of, you know, it's locked in somewhat in your mind and your body. For those of you that's starting, man, you got to celebrate. I'm talking about the little, little wins. Like, it's, I'm talking about it's Thanksgiving all over again. Like, just because you did, you know, 20 push-ups. Like, blow it out. Because, again, you, back to what I said, you're fighting the natural man. So you got to make this thing way bigger. You got to have something attached to it that, yo, when I did this, like, I'm about to celebrate. And not, you know, I, ain't, I ain't saying celebrate, eat. I'm just saying celebrate. Like, yo, this is a great experience. Let me feel good that I got this thing done. So, like, reward yourself for the little parts that you get done. And just build on it because, again, you're fighting something that's tough, man. And with the accountability, even with that, like, we should help each other by celebrating. Like, yo, E, for real, you just did six months of being a vegan. Like, yo, that's deep. Like, some way to, to acknowledge that and celebrate that, to encourage that same behavior. Don't just let it happen. Like, make sure you're intentional about rewarding and celebrating, you know, whatever little things you do, man, until you make this thing like a full-fledged habit. Yep, because shout out to the people who just don't never cheat. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's like some Navy SEAL stuff right there. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Just the people who like on Thanksgiving was still hitting like the tofurkey. 
or whatever no it's called. Yeah, no question. You know what I'm no saying? Question. Them people yeah. savage. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. No you question. know what I'm saying? Because sometimes I just know I just like knowing I got something to look forward to. You know what I'm saying? I like <laughs> no I like a little I like a little just just a little carrot at the end of the stick. Like you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? You want to know like, oh okay, I'm gonna grind it out, but man, come Christmas. I'm smashing. You know what I'm no saying? Question. Sometimes no that can question. keep you focused. Sometimes when well, yeah. it ain't no light at the end of the tunnel, you just like. No, and I think that's gracious. what I said. I think for Didi, that's what Didi's on. And I have to be cautious, see, because I, I can't have that addictive personality. Oh, yeah. But I here's get, the thing, though. E, I felt what you were saying, but at the same time, that don't work for everybody because you yeah. think of, take the same situation you just said and put it with something like alcohol. Mm. Somebody who try, somebody who's sober six months can't go back and have a couple drinks to realize right, they don't like right. it. Because guess yeah. what they're going to say? Huh, low-key, I do love it, and that's why I was <laughs> no drinking doubt. before, and we back <laughs> on. Party over here. You know what I'm saying? Instantly, you done got crunk again. And so I'm saying, I feel you, but even that's dangerous because you could backslide all the way. And so how many times have people went on a diet for, you know, six weeks, eight weeks, and then, you know, you hit it, you hit a couple little birthday parties and you know what I'm saying a couple holidays and now it's six months later and you ain't even thought about the diet and so but I, think, I agree I think, that it can yeah. for you work but I think some people probably need to go cold turkey no pun and intended I, I agree for with good you. I, I agree with you but I disagree with you in that when you talk an isolated incident I think that's what gets people now I'm not saying go get drunk I'm not saying that guys but what I am saying Carl is that I think if Dee, Dee would have been by herself then Didi probably would have just been like, bump that vegan thing and move on. But I think because I'm with her, and even when we're doing what we're doing, I'm asking the question, how long are we gonna be doing this for, Didi? Like, what's the cutoff? And so I just think when you have an accountability partner, see, which we started this thing with, it makes it easier. Now, alcohol might be something deeper, like, I don't know, but I'm saying. I mean, alcohol, drugs, even food for some people. Like, look at Bobby, shout out to Bobby and BU. You You know what I'm saying? He runs um, an an addictive eating, what is it called? I'm sorry, it's a overeat, I guess addiction, yeah, eating disorder, yeah, like overeating overeating or whatever. I'm saying, so for somebody like that, if if food is their drug of choice, that can be dangerous, you know what I'm saying? So I'm saying, I don't know, I guess I feel what you're saying, but on the same, on, on at the same time, some people just need to go cold turkey and never go back. You know and what I'm saying? They do, but I'm saying even when you look at Bobby, let's be real. It is the accountability. He, I'm not trying to disrespect Bobby because he probably listened to the call, but he always been on that car talking about that overeating stuff, and he ain't never stopped. He just was a guru and messing up, and was telling you about messing up why he was messing up. But when he got with Jers, mm-hmm. and Jers got in his spirit and could figure out what was making him tick and not tick. Yeah, that accountability yeah. is what made, it wasn't his knowledge of it or his behavior even that made him change. Jurors tapped into something that was able to hold him accountable yeah. in a way that he had never been accountable before. And then boom, Bobby took off. So I, so I agree with you, see, but I'm still saying, I think it's something about having the right accountability partner that is a trigger to help you to do things that you never thought you could do before. Yeah. And if you want to do things you never thought you could do before, try Organifi, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Load on the track like a segue. <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, so uh, guys, Organifi, I have to be honest. I, I was talking all that trash last week. We did the podcast early. I was in Michigan, feeling great. I ran out of Organifi, and doggone if I did not get sick fooling around with that 20-degree weather, the airplane, and everything <laughs> else before I could get back to the 
to the Organifi, um, I got hit a little bit, man. My nose was stuffed up. Nothing crazy, just, you know, the morning phlegm boy. I'm still just, you know, kind of knocking it out now, but I'm back on my Organifi heavy uh, three times a day. I got a full stash at the crib. So, um, yeah, we're at it, man. And again, man, we're getting testimonials from all over the country of people who've been trying it, loving it, um, just going to that next level, losing weight, supporting their immune system, the whole nine, man. All greens, again, guys. You, if you are like me and you're not getting ready to do the green juice with every kale and everything my wife tried to do she ends up doing it a couple times a week but i like to do it every single day man and organifi makes it super easy to get your greens in man every single day so try it out a discount on us okay don't say we never did anything <laughs> for you put in the uh go to organifi.com o-r-g-a-n-f-i um a-n-i-f-i and um, put in the promo code SUCCESS, man, and get 20% off your order. Uh, again, Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, uh, Organifi.com. Check us out. Use the promo code SUCCESS. Also, man, wanted to, this is special, before we get to Ask ET, for our podcast community only, right, Carl? Yes, and sir. And do I have a, do you have a promo code? So we um, we wanted to extend our offer for you guys to join BU with us Um there has been no better time to join than now, man. We are rocking and rolling. We are in the middle of just something incredible. And um, I asked Carl if we could do a, a, a promo. Just uh, We did a Black Friday promo. You guys can get the exact same Black Friday, Cyber Monday promo that we had running only for our podcast listeners, only for the podcast listeners. And you'll hear, I told Carl, give me a promo code that is specific to the <laughs> podcast so I know only my podcast listeners can get. But guys, you heard us talk about accountability, all right? NBU, people are writing books. You just heard about Bobby. Shout out to Bobby who's lost. How much weight did he lose? A hundred pounds? I can't remember how much, but something it's, it's crazy. between 50 and 100 pounds. pounds. Yeah, yeah I mean, just, just crazy. We got like success stories of people losing weight, marriages. We got the marriage calls. Josh is doing the business stuff. We got the um, the, the calls on Thursday, man, with, with myself uh, for the entrepreneurs and the branding. Uh, East Sunday calls just been off the hook lately, man, and we're really doing some phenomenal stuff, man. So if you want to be a part of a community, if you want to have that accountability that we talked about, come join us at BU. There's never been a better time to invest in yourself, all right? We're going into the new year. A lot of y'all going to have goals and dreams and all of these things, and you're going to need some people to help you get it done with you, and we want to be a part of that, man. We want to be a part of helping you reach that ultimate level of success. You guys rock with us every week on the podcast, and I stay connected with us throughout the the entire week at breatheuniversity.com. Um, Carl, tell them what the ridiculous uh, <laughs> Black Friday, whatever we have for them, tell them how they can get it and then give them the promo code. All right, y'all. So here's what we did for Black Friday. 50% off for three months. 50% off for three consecutive months. So if you want to do Thrive Level, Strive Level, or memberships, you can literally sign up now and pay half. And I mean half of the value of, and see, just told you, we got like three, four weekly calls. You're on the phone with Eric, CJ, myself, Josh, the whole crew. <coughs> we got marriage calls. We got all kinds of stuff. <coughs> I mean, access ask. to events, Carl. We do special private events. We do meetups. You get pre premium seating at the live events. Just everything you could ask yeah. for, really. We have, we have courses on there. People are asking a lot, okay, so what is Breathe University? So we have courses on there that are taught by Eric himself. We got the Secrets to Success course, all the books that we wrote. We actually have 
Eric going through and explaining, you know, from the mind of the actual person that wrote the book, you know, what did I mean when I said this? Like, how, how can you apply this to your life? So we have principles in all our courses. We have, man, we've added some new content. We got some business courses. We got Jers adding an entrepreneurship course. And Jers, if you're listening, Jers, the, 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 he got feedback already on the courses that we just released. And I'm talking about five stars on all, like I saw like three, four reviews, five Crazy. stars on all the courses. Man, so there's a lot of content in there. Whoever you, whoever you are, I'm telling you, there's personal development. We got business development. It's all there for you. In addition to, we keep talking about our Facebook community. Guys, I'm telling you, we got 2,000 plus with the 100-day challenge. We've added like another, you know, over probably 1,500 people. So you're talking about 3,000 plus people total that are waiting to help each other. Let me just say it so you can understand. Blow up. Bottom line. Yeah. Like we're yeah. there to help each other be accountable. We're there to help each other, like C said, write books, you know, start a business, LLC, you know, nonprofit, whatever, family, you know. I love it, Carl, because we literally everything. have everything. So if you wanted to everything. start an LLC, we got lawyers. If you know what we I'm saying, it. if you wanted to start yep. a fitness Real estate, class, whatever. we got fitness instructors and people looking to join fitness classes. Everything you could need. I, I said one of the things I love about BU is you an author in BU. You already won because a couple hundred people going to buy your book just because you in BU. Yep. You know what it. I'm saying? So yep. it's love. Carl, give them the promo code. And um, yeah, let them know that, that uh, we got a, a private promo code just for that. <laughs> so y'all yeah, gonna laugh, but our promo code is secret. That code allows you to get GMG3. I don't know what the three means, though. What is this? Well, I just put three for the three months. That's oh, all. Oh, okay. That's for, all. Yeah, okay. Got you. So, okay, got you. That makes sense. All right. Secret GMG3, guys. So come join us. Check it out. It's month to month. You're not locked into a contract, right? You go other places. It's like a, a, a cell phone contract. Like, you can get this price if you pay it and you got to lock in for two years. No, no, no. It's month to month, guys. Check it out. If you like it, cool. If you don't, if it's not for you, get out. All right? So... Appreciate it. We love y'all. Hey, and keep and us accountable. See, give us the feedback as to why you don't like it because we're going to make you like it after that. We want the yeah. feedback too. Yep, for sure. E, Cynthia in West Virginia said, thank you so much uh, for having your podcast. It was amazing to hear your wives talk about their experience. Um, Joanna in Jersey said, please have your wives on again. Thomas in South Carolina said, that may have been the best episode ever. You guys are brave for having your wives on. Shows that you really back up your words or else you wouldn't do it. I, I think so. That, that was hopefully the goal. <laughs> was, I don't know yeah. if that worked out. Um, <laughs> let's see. Ray in Peoria said, E, or how did E, well, how you, E's on here, so you didn't have to write it like that. But he said, how does E.T. <laughs> get himself ready for his sermons as opposed to his regular speeches? I think they're the same, see? Okay. I don't think there's a difference. I mean... I'm pretty observant. I watch stuff around me. I listen to the people, you know, who are in my um, space. And so, yeah, I think it's the same. See, I don't think it's different, you know. Yep. Shout out to our BU family who gets access to those sermons on the rig. Uh Um, Let's see. Chris in D.C. said, E, I'm thinking about getting rebaptized myself. Do Mm. you think I need to pick a certain area to focus on in which I need to be delivered? Yeah, your weaknesses. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And more importantly, the weaknesses that are a distraction, you know, or a disruption to the people you love the most, the people you're closest to. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane in Belleville said, "Et, how do you how do you deal with stress? I have a full time job, three kids, one of whom has special needs, and the husband that I try to be there for. It gets very difficult sometimes, and I feel overwhelmed. I love your videos and love you. Wondered if you could help out." Um, I told y'all, man, it may sound weird, but I get up every morning and pray at three o'clock in the morning, and what that does. Do for you me, still have stress, E? Like, do you ever feel stressed? Rarely like seriously, see. don't don't lie. Just be honest, because I, I I probably know you as good or better than most everybody on the planet, maybe except for Didi. And I can't say that. Not any time recently have I seen you like stressed. Maybe irritated a little bit, but not necessarily like about a situation, but not just like stressed. Yeah. So and do I'm, you and still I'm feel stressed? Though, yeah. No, I don't. But does this make sense? Like. I don't feel like I feel stressed because I'm doing a preventive thing every morning at three. Does that make sense? It's like mm-hmm. I'm talking like when you do meditation, you're talking out loud like I'm talking to God, if that makes sense. I'm mm-hmm. listening. Um, so what I would be frustrated about, I'm getting it out in the morning, if that makes sense. And I'm doing it pretty much every day. So I think people who get stressed is because they have issues and they hold on to those issues, if that makes sense. Like, and they think of that thing over and over and over and over again, and, and they don't release it. I think, to me, that's what stress is. So w- let me ask you something real quick. What about if something happens? I'm just saying, we just bought a church or property, yeah. or I'm just being practical. Yeah. Like, something happens, we can't get funding. Or, I'm just trying to make up yeah. something. Something happens out of your control. You ain't even get a chance to pray about that today. How do you process that kind of stuff? Uh, well, I, I don't worry about it until I get to pray. Um, and I'll give you guys an example. We just recently had a situation where we were threatened that we weren't going to be able to get the church Yeah, I permit. think we talked about that, E, but I don't know if yeah. we ever told people um, that that we made it to the other side. So, yeah, you guys heard us talking about people trying to hate on us with the church and um, and didn't want us to have the church, but we we won the, we won the, the good fight. We kept fighting yeah. the good fight, and we won. So, yeah, just so a I'm quick just gonna update say, See, I that. wasn't stressed about that because I felt like, it's not possible. Like you, we do too much good in the earth for you to stop us from having something that we could do more good on the earth. You, you know what I'm saying? Just think about all of what we've done without a facility. You know, so now we got 16 acres. We can build stuff. We've got two big, beautiful buildings. I just didn't see in my mind how, Carl, that could be stopped. You, you know, so in my mind, I don't stress about things because I just feel like, like with Didi with her health. I could be presumptuous, but I'm just not seeing she's gonna be blind. She's going to be in a wheelchair. Like, I just don't think like that. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to work out. It's going to actually make us better. And for those of you who are listening, we are 10 times better. And I believe it has a lot to do with the fact that I thought we were going to get better. I think if I would have stressed, she would have stressed. You know what I'm saying? If I would have stressed, the church would have stressed. Her Mm -hmm. mom would have stressed. I didn't stress. I was like, oh, we good. Now, I'm not going to say my daughter didn't stress. Jada probably was one of the few that stress. Jalen looked look like he had no stress whatsoever. <laughs> he took my word for it and everything was going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? He continued to do his thing and enjoy his college experience. You know, so I, I don't, I don't, I, I just think, see, that to me, stress is unnecessary. It's nothing productive or positive about it and nothing good ever comes from it. So does that mean that when you have an issue that you shouldn't have concern? Yeah, I had concern. So guess what I did? I sent my best soldiers to the meetings. I sent my most articulate individuals to the uh, meeting. I got the people who had the most administrative abilities at the meeting. You know, I sent the best people that I could send. I sent my wife to the meeting. And guess what? Most of you don't know this. 
but it was during the exact same time that I do the success series. And I never canceled the success series to go to one of these meetings because I sent the best people to, to represent us. And I just felt comfortable that between God and them, everything was going to work itself out. You know, so I try not to stress, see, like the most that I can stress about is probably my family and their well-being. But even that doesn't make sense. You know, I have the power as the priest to do something about it. And I try to use my energy to do something about it than to stress about it. But I'm not, you know, I just don't want you guys to think E.T. has always been here because I wasn't. When I was homeless, I was stressed out. When I was taking 12 years to get a four-year degree, I was stressed out, which is why it probably took me longer than it should because of so much stress and trying to figure this out. I used to have a spirit of paranoia and I had to address it, you know, and I got that from being on the streets and being in abandoned buildings and sleeping in cars. And I had to address it, see, but I never really at the end of the day, see, saw where stressing or putting energy into something negative, it never yield me any positive benefits. It was mm -hmm. always a liability. So I got to a point in my life was like, yo, no more liabilities, only assets. All right, let's do one more. Um, and this came off of Twitter. You tweeted something and somebody tweeted you a question back. You tweeted, you can't change your behavior if you don't change your values. And somebody hit you back. Uh, Jose Israel, or Jose, Jose, J-O-Z-A-Y. Um, he said, I'm trying to understand how this is going to change my behavior. You see, I value my wife and kids, yet I'm still drinking. I, don't, I guess he got a drinking problem, but he values his wife and kids. Does that no, make no, sense? I get it. Yeah, it makes it's sense. It's not really a question, but. Yeah, yeah, I know. It makes sense. So here, here, let me explain this to him. So I remember Didi and I, one of the bigger contentions between Didi and I was that Didi wanted to work, right? And I didn't necessarily value having a spouse, a wife that worked. Like I didn't really see in the grand scheme of things how it was going to, like the goal that we had, I didn't see how it was gonna help our goal, see? You know what I'm saying? Like I just didn't, I, I just didn't see it. Like I couldn't see her going in at 7.30 in the morning, coming home at 5.36, and Didi's the type of person that she puts in. Whatever she does, it's 120%. So I can't see you coming home from work and having a whole bunch more energy, you know? And so I love my wife, just like my man said. I love my wife. But we would get into it about it, even though I love my wife, see, because I didn't value her going to work every day. Like, I didn't see it as something productive or positive, if that makes sense. And so we would keep fussing about it and I would keep praying about it. And God was like, what are you, why are you praying about it? Like nothing's gonna ever change. Like you think it's a bad thing. So nothing good is gonna ever come out of it. Like, why are you praying? You, you don't see the value in it. You see it almost like, you know, as a negative, like you're actually messing up our family, like where I'm trying to go and what I'm trying to do. And I realized, okay, I gotta see this differently. Okay, cause this is what's killing me. And so what I started doing, C, was saying, oh, it was because of you we had insurance. It was because of you we had stability. Oh, this is what you enjoy. So if you didn't do it and you was just at home, you, you'd be miserable. You know, and so I had to see a difference, C. And then when I saw it differently, I start, our conversations were different, if that makes sense. You know, I, I, I wasn't like, she'd get up and go to work in the morning. I'd be like, oh, like, I wouldn't say it, but I was saying, it without saying it, oh, you're going to work again. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I call you, you ain't answering the phone because you at work. I guess your job is more important than your marriage. 
So I was saying it without saying it. My body language was saying it. My little smart comments were saying it. But then when I got to a point where I was like, yo, this is what she valued. Like her mama was a single parent. Her mom worked. All the Mosley women work. Their grandma worked. Like this is what they do. This is so like how I get pride when I get up on the microphone and spit and I see people get their life to Christ, that feeling that I get, that same feeling she get when she get in the car and go to work. And I can't change that. I can't make her something that she's not. And so when I start valuing her job, our conversations changed. See, my behavior changed. I wasn't talking crazy. I was like, oh, okay, have a great day at work. Hey, when you get home from work, I'm going to have the food ready. You know, um, we're going to play a, a Uno, whatever. And so when she's going to work and I was pissed, when she would get to the crib, I wasn't cooking. I wasn't doing nothing because I'm like, oh, I'm going to see what you do for the house. Since you've been at work all day, I'm going to see what you do for the house. But then when my mindset shipped, I was like, yo, I'll make the house sweet so that when she gets home, whatever time we have together, then it's going to be sweet. And so I, everything changed. And guess what? When I started to value her and value that, I realized, ooh, I can get her to stop working. If I, if when we get a building, when ETA blow up, and then it's not that she wants to work there, see? She just want to work. So now guess what she's doing? She's going to the church and cleaning the church up, organizing the church. You know, she's doing stuff for ETA. So once she realized that I value her work, I'm just saying, yo, just don't do it at the job no more because at least there you got to do it whether you want to do it or not. The days you don't feel like getting up, you got to whatever. I got a situation for you where you can only work the days you feel like working and you can only work three or four hours if you want or you can work eight hours if you want. So let's still work, but let's transfer it and do it in a way where it's going to meet all of your needs. You know what I'm saying? And so she was like, bet, I quit. But I guarantee you she's going up to that church on a regular basis. She's doing stuff with ETA. She called Carl up there like, you called me and told me you wanted me to do something. What was it that you wanted me to do? So when I change my values, see, and realize I value the fact that she goes to work. I value the fact that all she wants to do is get up in the morning and clean the kitchen and go downstairs and clean the downstairs and come in the garage and clean. I value the fact that she works. I didn't used to value that. Now I value it. And now that she sees that I value it, it has changed everything. See, so, so I hope he understands that. And that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think it does. Uh, is, is, uh, Carl, is, is that what he was asking? I'm not sure. That's it, yeah. It sounds different to me. So I was going to say C to it. Cause E, yeah, it's a little, so E, I I'm think he's saying I value my wife and kids, but I can't stop drinking. No, can't stop he drinking. He doesn't. He, okay, he, okay, that's where, no, okay, no. yeah, you're yeah, saying he here's does. what I'm okay, saying. Gotcha. Now, I what that's I'm the part you amended. That. You're like, you, no, okay, no, so no. You, yeah, I got no, you. No, what I'm saying to you is. If he valued it, he would change his behavior. No, 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 no. This is what he has to do. He values alcohol. You understand mm. what I'm saying? So that's why he can't change that behavior because he values it. He, he sees it as um, a stress reliever or whatever he sees it as. So something happens in his life and in his mind he feels that the way for me to handle this is to drink. He, he values that. So what I was saying with Didi was, I didn't value her working, see? So that's why I behaved the way I behaved toward her, right? But once I changed my value and was like, oh, I value her working now, my behavior changed. He values alcohol more than he values his family. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so if he's gonna change his behavior with his family, he's gotta look at alcohol differently and say, what is it about alcohol that I love so much? What is it about alcohol 
that that relieves me of stress or whatever it does. I don't know what it does because I don't drink, so I'm not really sure what alcohol does. But it does something to him, see, that that allows him to maybe escape from his 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 like the, his wife nagging or his bills or his stress. That alcohol does something. And what he's going to have to do is say, you know what? I value my family for real, for real. Meaning that I see my wife is this. I see my kids is this. And when I do this, this bothers them. This hurts them. So I'm going to have to stop doing that. And right yeah. now, the alcohol is more of a, and I, how do I use the word value so you guys can understand? But it's more important to him. You know what I'm saying? It's something that, 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 you know, that makes him feel a certain way more so than his family does. And I'm not saying that he doesn't love his family. I'm saying alcohol is at, a, at rank number one. It's a high and priority. family might be like number four. Hmm. Yep. No, I got you. Yeah, that I makes it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's, yep. yep. Um, cool. Good stuff, guys. December 9th and 10th. We are in Newark. All right. Yes. We are in Newark. Last East one, Coast. Last yeah, one. East Coast. Last um, public event of the year. Um, an entrepreneur event, a two-day entrepreneur event. It's going to be exciting. Uh, myself, E, Josh, uh, the crew, man, we will be in the building presenting along with my man Gerard uh, Adams. We are super pumped about that, man. It's going to be an insane event. Um, G's an outstanding entrepreneur, man. He's done some incredible things uh, with his companies and his businesses and just an influencer and the whole nine, man. Looking forward to that. December 9th and 10th, you can go to etinspires.com, get your tickets for that. We'll see you out on the East Coast December 9th and 10th, and I think that's it, Carl, right? We don't hey, have any hey real quick. See, I don't even know if you knew this one, but as we speak, Marshall and his wife, Selena, are yes. out doing yes. the baby walk now. The contractions have started, yep. so we could be we, we nearing that. So just shout yep. out to Marshall. Another BU baby. Yep. Another BU baby. Another yep. Yeah, so, no doubt. Yeah. Shout out to Marshall, man. Love you guys. Be safe. We're praying for a, a happy, healthy young child. Yep. I'm sure it's going to be that, man. And um. Yeah, excited to uh, meet the little one. So, yeah, absolutely. Good call, Carl. Um, any, anything else, E, Carl? You got anything? No, sir. Oh, that's it. All right. Well, let me get out of here. We're doing this podcast, guys, in the actual, like, daylight. Like, like real yeah. daylight time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even know how to act. I got to go pick up my kids. Like, I feel like I'm in the Matrix. Like, my whole day's <laughs> off. Like, it's always, every week, guys, it's always, like, pulling teeth to get everybody sitting down, not busy, <laughs> So that's why we usually end up doing it at like four o'clock in the morning. But for whatever reason today, we had some things canceled. Carl got free. E got free. I was trapped in the basement. Tra I was stuck in the, the closet. Yeah. Um, and we got a chance to do it. So it's like four o'clock in the afternoon, which is weird. But E, hit us with that nugget of the day, baby. Man, rarely do scattered efforts achieve detailed results, man. Again, rarely do scattered efforts achieve detailed results. Arrows are best shot one at a time. So choose your arrows and targets wisely, guys. All right, last one, guys. I never give you two, but I'm feeling two today. Just because the shoe fits doesn't mean you have to wear it. All right, just because the shoe fits doesn't mean you have to wear it. It's not too late to make a change. So I'm talking to somebody right now, and yes, the shoe does fit. Absolutely it fits, but you don't have to wear it because you've been wearing that shoe all your life. You can make up in your mind, you know what? I wanna go in a different direction. I wanna be a new person and I hate to be cliche-ish, but look, we're a couple days out of 2018. So it's just a perfect time if you wanna go into a new year 
a new you. And for, for real, I'm not being cliche-ish, but if you look at my pictures last year, you know, versus now, I went into 2017 saying, look, E, gotta make some adjustments. I made those adjustments, didn't necessarily make them in January, February, but by the end of the year, you saw the results of those adjustments uh, as it relates to a second language. I, I came out of 2016 one way, I'm in 2017 another way, and I look to be fluent in 2018. Just because the shoe fits, there's some things that you haven't been able to accomplish, you haven't been able to do, all right, that's cool. I got rebaptized this year. Just because you have certain issues, a anger issue, whatever, you don't have to take it into the new year. So while you get new clothes and new cars and new stuff, you might as well upgrade yourself, man. It's your boy ET. I appreciate that nugget of the day. Y'all go join us on breatheuniversity.com. Go leave us a review on iTunes. We love you. See you next week. Baby, baby. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity.